Hey, hey, guys. Welcome to the Spongeworthy Podcast. I'm Zach Hillman. And I'm Daryl Williams. And this week we are still talking to the fantabulously talented Russell Ells. How are you doing, guys? And today, on Thursday, we're talking about Season 4, Episode 14, The Movie. Let's do it. So you think you're sponge-worthy? She said I wasn't sponge-worthy. Yes, I think I'm sponge-worthy. I think I'm very sponge-worthy. Sponge-worthy? The Sponge-worthy podcast. Sponge-worthy. Okay, guys, welcome back. This is Season 4, Episode 14, The Movie, and we're back here with Russell Ells. Yeah. <laughs> How you doing? So, we are talking about the movie, guys. It is Thursday. Let's get right into it. Yeah, so we start off with some uh, stand-up about the uh, age gap uh, of movie employees. Yeah. yeah I, like that. I like that bit. It's kind of an yeah. interesting bit. I don't think a lot of people have thought about it. But it's true for like uh, grocery stores too. I feel yes, like. yes. Well, any <laughs> real like <laughs> kind of retail store, like you know, McDonald's employees are kind of like this. Yeah, um, I think uh, it's, yeah. it's just like that's kind of what it is for, right? Like you have old people that are just trying to do something low still. Impact. Yeah, it's low at a low impact. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and people that can't yeah. get a job because they haven't gone to college or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, makes sense. So, yeah, I mean, the bit definitely uh, rings true for me. And, I mean, I guess that's kind of like Seinfeld's sweet spot is, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, showing us something that we've seen a thousand times before and, you know, putting a fresh spin on it. Yeah, I like it. Um, I don't also think it's a a bit that's in one of his specials. I think this is just just for the TV show. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, But it's cool nonetheless. Yeah. So, but it kind of also works in with the uh, idea of this episode itself, like because it does have to do with the movie theater. Yeah, no, definitely, and it uh, it fits with the theme of the episode. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, well, speaking of stand up, uh, this episode starts with uh, Jerry discussing with a uh, club promoter yeah. uh, about when his spot's going to be, uh, and he doesn't want to take a later spot because he has to get to the other side of town so he can do a second set because he's got to run his material for Letterman. I feel like this is maybe a comic thing like where like if you're at his stage you probably can like go like but I want to go on this time not this time but I don't really see comics at least in our stage going like hey I'm going to argue with what time I get and when I go on it's like nope I'm going to just whatever time they give me I'll be there in a minute like I'm not going to like argue I'm going to sit here for 3 <laughs> hours so I can get on stage for 4 yeah. minutes yes you know, like those uh <laughs> thank you sir may I please have another those clubs that do the showcase lineup so I mm-hmm. think it's a little different I think there's a lot of trading around and and stuff like that I mean I've had uh mm-hmm. bookers mm-hmm. like put on a show and say like what time would you want to go or like on in the lineup but they wouldn't say like, okay, I'm, I have you at nine forty, like on the dot. Like mm-hmm. it would just be like, okay, I have you fourth or whatever. Yeah, I love when the clubs have it broken down. It's like uh, nine thirty seven. You end uh, <laughs> right. It's down to the minute. Yeah, next comic is on at uh, fifty three. <laughs> after it's yeah. It's You're like, I don't understand. Uh, obviously, that's not going to work. <laughs> but good on you that you think that you can stick stick to an actual minute. <laughs> but yeah, he's complaining about when he wants to go on because. Uh, He's got some logistical uh, snafus, like he's going to uh, watch this movie. 
Um, he's also he's gonna go see Checkmate. Checkmate. Yeah. yeah, which is definitely a movie that uh, is only in this TV show. I wonder if they couldn't yeah. say any other like real movie. Like, why don't they see like you know they said Plan Nine from Outer Space before. Yeah, but that was like that was like an old movie that only played at like you know midnight showings and stuff. Right. But they couldn't say like we're gonna see you know like you know Pauly Shore's new movie or we can't see uh you know can't say oh we're gonna go see Encino Man <laughs> can't yeah. say Encino Man or you can't know? say Superman two you guys heard of this son in law <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be funny if they only went to Pauly Shore's <laughs> <Yeah>. movie <That laughs> was... oh my god that's a great spec script idea Let's go, we gotta see Biodome <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah. What's Polly Shore going to do it now? Who's squeezing the juice? <laughs> and then the caveman's <laughs> girlfriend gets unfrozen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Betty Nugs. <laughs> so Jerry also runs into another comedian uh, named Pat, Pat Buckles. Buckles <laughs> which is... <laughs> I... Yeah. This guy is like everyone that you run into at an open mic that you don't mm-hmm. want mm-hmm. to have anything to fucking well, do that, with. Well, there's the one guy. <laughs> yeah, the one guy. he kind of reminds me of a guy named Unnamed Comedian. <laughs> <laughs> I've never talked to him. I've only seen him perform once, but I know of him. Yeah, he's kind of very similar dude, but maybe throws in a few more F-bombs and N-words. <laughs> <laughs> I had someone else in mind, but I'm not naming names. <laughs> But uh, yeah, the ca- yeah. I'm not trying to burn any bridges tonight. Um, but I don't care. But you go ahead, Daryl. Bury yourself with as many promoters. Yeah, as you want. remind um, you. Of- yeah. Oh, yeah. If he doesn't put me on another show, oh well. Uh, especially because of I. I guarantee you, he's not listening to this podcast. Yeah. Well, we're not Joe Rogan, so. Um. But the uh, the Pat Buckles is played by the character actor named Barry Diamond. That's his name. Barry Diamond. <laughs> oh my God, that's such a better name than Pat yeah, Buckles. He should have <laughs> just used his name. So he's clearly like, "Oh man, it's going to be so awesome." Let's talk. Like, hey, do you know? Do you think this bit's funny? And it's all about athlete's foot yeah. and how like you don't have to be an athlete to be to get athlete's foot. So this is probably hacky by then. <laughs> that was very hacky, like, even at yeah. that point in the early nineties. <laughs> I to this guy's credit. He at least asked Jerry, like, hey, do you think this bit's funny? He didn't just start working a bit in normal conversation right. like that's a normal thing that regular people do, which is... I feel like they're both just an, as annoying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is also the biggest like uh, kind of through line with Jerry as well, that he every comedian that he runs into is never like somebody that he likes. Uh-huh. Like... I guess it's just assumed that he hates every other comic in the which is maybe kind of true for a lot of comics. Um mm. but like yeah, like every comic he's not like, "Oh wow, that guy's so awesome. You're so cool." It's like, "Uh, I hate you." Why well, are yeah, you It was the 90s all most comedians were that <laughs> the person that you would hate. If you were I think comic. also because like Jerry's status within the show where he's on the Tonight show, he's doing the late show on a regular basis, right. all these all these hack ass guys are probably hitting him up to like be his friend because they wanna like they want some of that, you know? 
So I'm sure he's just sure. like, ah, these fucking hangers on, you know? Well, he straight up said, like, can you get me in like contact with the booker for the Tonight mm-hmm, Show? Can you? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. Yeah, so he was just straight up that guy. Yeah, which I understand. I'm sure there's guys out there that are really like that guy. Yeah, this um, this dude. We know. Name him, Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> but also it's like uh, he never at any points like kind of says like, hey, guy, get away from me or stop. Bro, or like he just lets him do it, and I guess that's part he does of it. The eventually, t- and he like he throws out like like I'm trying to ignore you. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, yeah. that bit was garbage. I was just trying to be polite, you know. Like, yeah, he's always going to be a doormat for a while, and then he decides at some point, like, okay, enough's enough. But he never says enough's enough at the beginning. I didn't, I didn't catch his name at first, and so I just wrote jackass in my notes until they said his name a second time and i think that pretty much sums it up mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i feel like this actor was so like pathetic that they didn't even bring him back like the because they have another comedian that comes in later banya and right. they reuse right. him because like he's he's pathetic but in a really funny way whereas this guy it's like why can't you store your own trench coat like what? <laughs> what is yeah, going so wrong weird. in your life, dude? <laughs> it's a different type of pathetic, yeah. Yeah, Banya. It's like, oh, that guy's a hack, but I see why he. Uh, I see why he murders at clubs. With this mm-hmm. guy, it's like, is anyone laughing at this guy's material? Right. Like he said that athlete's foot bit killed. Like, but did it really, or did it just kill? By unnamed comedian standards, um, right? Not that not that we're naming names or throwing anyone <laughs> under the bus, but uh. so we have uh, Jerry also going to catch a rising star, and he's basically trying to work his uh, scheduling. Uh, there's a weird Booker that's also I don't know if it's a Booker or if it's just a guy that's running the club, but he's all talking about like you know like. Time is valuable, and oh, like you know, I have so many other comics that can like you know show up on time. So, fuck off, basically. <laughs> and uh, I don't think I, I mean Catch was a big club, but I don't think, yeah, I don't think like the the showrunner, the booker, whoever is going to treat someone of Jerry's status like right. That. Usually, right as a like you know, you're usually accommodating those comics because they're coming to perform for like a low price. Like, I feel like at this stage, if Jerry did show up to any of those clubs, he could bump whoever was going to be on that showcase. It's well, not like, right. well, it's... we're having this no-name showcase guy. No, you got to show up when well, we tell you. Well, even fictional Jerry. Yeah. Like, even... even at that level. Right. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I think real Jerry is like a whole tier above fictional Jerry. Oh, of course. You know, so. If Jerry shows up to any club, he doesn't have to wait to go on stage. Yeah. <laughs> but even Jerry in the TV show, you know, you've had two tonight show appearances you're clearly a, a touring comic of course you can bump some nobody well, they're gonna work with you yeah exactly <laughs> they're not gonna just be like not tonight bro <laughs> i thought you said 950 not 915 and it's like oh yeah we just moved everyone up a spot you can go next like <laughs> right duh. right yeah and all he needs is like six minutes he's not even trying to do like a whole hour or anything like <laughs> You can squeeze in fucking Jer, man. Come on. (laughs) So we've we've also got all this um, George waiting in line early stuff where he he asked the guy ahead of him, like, 
hey, do you have a ticket? And the guy says no. And so George <laughs> thinks he's in the the ticketing line. Normally, I don't like to like agree with George, especially when he gets this nitpicky. But I would totally be this guy, too, where it's like, really? You said you didn't have a ticket. Don't We don't have to get into semantics about, like, oh, it's my friend that had the ticket later. It's like, bullshit. You could have told me you have a ticket, and this is the ticket line. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, like, too much of a fucking autistic rule follower. Right? You're <laughs> like, well, I don't want to... I don't want to go to the wrong area, you know. Like I don't want to. Right. I don't want to make right. a fool of myself, so uh, I'll just I'll just stand in line politely for uh, as long as it takes, you know. But I am that guy, like that, just goes and talks to people, and go like, "Hey, is this the line for this? Is this the line for that?" Like, I won't. I'm not gonna just stand in a line going, "I hope it is" for 20 minutes. Like, uh, I'll stand there for 20 minutes, uh, fishing around for clues that I'm in the right line. <laughs> right. And, and I've been the guy. <laughs> <laughs> I've been the guy who has been in the wrong line, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I do that all the time when I go to uh, SoFi Stadium to go see a Rams game. It's the same. There's so many, like, uh, shuttle lines that you can take to other, you know, areas outside the park. Yeah, and Daryl's uh, always like, where's the limo line? How do I <laughs> – where's your limousine parking? <laughs> But that's the thing. Like you see lines, and you're like, okay, I think that's the line. But the, it could be one of six lines that you need to go. And so, like, how are you going to know which line if you don't ask somebody or, or like, hey, look at a sign or something? Yeah, no, you're right. You're you're correct. <laughs> I'm just yeah. I'm so non-confrontational and weird. <laughs> but what's the like outcome you think is like when you ask like, hey, what's the, what's this line for? They're gonna just backhand you and go like, shut the fuck up. I don't know. <laughs> just. I don't know. I just have anxiety. I don't like talking to people. <laughs> you know, he had a bad experience with a with a hag in the woods. Where yeah, yeah, right. Asked her for directions and she stole his pot of gold. It was a, it was a bad scene, man. <laughs> he, he asked unnamed comedian for a, a spot and he, he, he just got, got smacked around a little bit and he never did it again. Yeah. That was back when unnamed comedian had a place, yeah. <laughs> so obviously, yeah, there's this I, um, whole thing about, too, like how uh, Kramer just like showed up and he was maybe at a strip club. I don't know what that, like it, the establishment he said he was at was a strip club or not but um it sounded like one what, what, what was it it was like the the blue lagoon or something like that oh uh, it just sounds like a lounge it could be a lounge it could be like a bar or something like that and then uh he's also talking about how he really wants a hot dog from a papaya king oh yeah 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 this is th- so i'm guessing this is like a renowned new york landmark hot dog place it's new york's peaks it, it yeah. could be you know, to be honest, I know this might be sacrilege. I don't really like pinks. I've never no. heard it. No. It, I've I never don't. heard good things either. Yeah. It's one of those <laughs> things where everybody's like, it's a like L.A. staple. And I'm like, well, L.A. sucks for hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, so is yeah. hopelessness. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so is... <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's. I guess it's all about the toppings, but I don't know. I mean, yeah, if you're... It's, there's like if you're putting like a whole sandwich on top of the hot dog, but the hot dog still sucks, it's like well, just give me the fucking sandwich. Like why? Mm-hmm. Is that what mm-hmm. they're known for? Is like they're the first like wacky toppings? I don't think so. Yeah. I thought it was always like it had chili, and like they were known for their chili. I've just had so many people be like, yeah, it's not good. Mm-hmm. So the I so I never stood in that line. You know? Yeah, it's it's yeah. not good. Um, I would rather go stand in line at Costco. <laughs> mm. Oh, they have better hot dogs. Mm. Yeah. 
truth. And I eat I eat like the regular Dodger dogs. I eat hot dogs from fucking Seven Eleven. Mm-hmm. And oh, I went to mm-hmm. Pink's and I was like, "This is below my standards." <laughs> like, wow. right? Yeah. <laughs> now Doghouse, that's way better. I don't know if I've ever been to Doghouse, and that's an actual like gourmet yeah. hot dog. I've been to a couple of gourmet <clears throat> hot dog places, and I, I can't remember any of their names or anything. But you know, like they do like the the Asian style dog with like the teriyaki sauce. Oh sure, and, like, yeah, those Korean dogs, mm-hmm. those are dope. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So then we also have uh, the, um, I guess they're hanging out. They're they're obviously in the wrong line. Uh, George tries to go buy tickets. Mm-hmm. They find out that they're sold out. Then they decide to go to another a multiplex where they're playing it around the the corner or a miniplex, I guess they call it. Have you guys done this? Like where you think to yourself, like, oh man, I don't want to see this movie here, but I'll see it at this other theater. Like this theater sucks ass. Yeah, yeah. I think I've, I think I've opted for like a, a bigger theater for like a blockbuster type film. Yeah, right. Like an IMAX type. Yeah, I think theater. I went to see like Fantasia two thousand, <laughs> like an IMAX, <laughs> and then I saw like. Is that the uh, last movie that you saw, uh, Russell? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty deep pull. No, but, but, yeah. like, but I was. Uh, what was the? Um, uh, <laughs> he messed me up now. Uh, Avatar. Avatar yeah, was like another oh, one okay, that I went okay. specifically yeah. for yes. a large theater. Yes. Yeah, well, I think... Especially because you wanted to see the 3D IMAX. Yeah. Yeah. And that was dope. I will say, uh, Avatar, not a great movie, but what a really good 3D movie. Mm. But I, I think I think I generally would opt to go to the smaller theater, too. Yeah. I used to go to the, the smaller theaters because they'd be like, yeah, like on Tuesdays, like a dollar for a movie. Yeah, and like, yeah. hell yeah, I'll go see some shitty movie that I didn't want to pay ten dollars. Yeah, for. you used to have like three dollar theaters and stuff <clears throat> like that, where it was like you know way after its theatrical run, you could catch uh, Zach and Mary make a porno or something like that. You know, <laughs> like right, just right, right. The, the following. Summer. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's already on DVD. Yeah, and you're like, yeah, wow, yeah. this is still in the theater. It's cool. Yeah, I don't know. And we have a uh, Kramer uh, waiting for Jerry at the uh, old place while. Uh, George and Elaine go to the new place. George gets on this weird um, owing money kick where she owes him seven fifty for the tickets, and he's like, "Well, just give me twenty, and I'll give you change later." She's like, "Well, no, right. I'll buy your snacks, and then we'll call it even." And he's like, "Well, why don't you give me the twenty dollars, and then I'll buy you snacks?" Which is just like, "Oh my god!" I feel like we still have this this argument, but with Venmo now. Yes. Uh, you know, it's mm-hmm. like the I just the updated. It is the nitpickiness of George because it is like he's always poor as fuck. So of course he's gonna be like, "Hey, I need that money," but also it's like you're gonna take more money so, and then later pay me back. This that makes seems no weird. sense. I've, I have friends. I have like a a couple of friends that get weird and paranoid about you owing them a small amounts of money, and it's like mm-hmm. I see you every week. I'm not going anywhere. Right. I'm not going to run off with the like the thirty dollars that yeah, right. uh, my portion of the the meal we cooked. I'm not going to Zawataneho like- on your. You know, twenty three dollars <laughs> that I owe you. That's not going to float me right for a month in Mexico. Or ultimately, like if you buy this round, I'll buy the next time we yeah, go out or yeah, whatever. Yeah. It is weird to be like, oh yeah, um, you owe me uh twenty six fifty. Can you Venmo me that right mm-hmm. now? <laughs> and fifty cents. Don't, Don't forget the fifty cents. cents. I just, I just can't stand to be around people or like when you're figuring out a check at a restaurant. 
Mm-hmm. Whoever has the bill is like clearly someone who's never operated a calculator in their fucking lifetime and is just taking for <laughs> fucking ever. And it's like, and they never account for the tax. Yeah. Something that I really oh my god, yeah. never. And then and then it's like, dude, this is Denny's. I would rather pay the twenty four dollars for all six of us than like have to stay here any longer. Please. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Dude, half the time is you can just walk out. The Denny's doesn't even like ask you to pay them. Oh, those employees would not give a shit. I totally believe it. <laughs> They're gonna lay their line, their lives on the line for moons over my hammy. No fucking thank you. Nope. That's not happening. So then we cut back to Pat and Jerry in the taxi heading towards the theater, and uh, Pat is talking about how Jerry shouldn't eat fish, and fish is a big thing. Like, don't eat fish. The fish smell. He had a fish smell near his house. Something about the yeah. big fish smell. Yeah. He just had a big fish smell, and afterwards he could never eat fish. And he's like, Jerry, never eat fish. And he's like, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> and then we uh, we cut back to uh, George and Elaine, and they're talking, or they're buying the tickets. And they're also talking about another movie called Rochelle Rochelle. They call back to that a bunch. Yes. Don't they? Yeah. It becomes yes. like a thing. Yeah. Rochelle Rochelle is basically the movie they end up watching at the end. Uh-huh. A young woman's erotic journey from Milan to Minsk. <laughs> yeah. Minsk? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. George is very interested in it. Yeah. That's when we get like uh, George and Elaine talking about the money. And then we cut back to Pat and Jerry. And they're in the taxi still. And now uh, Pat is giving him stupid impressions. Oh, my God. Such bad impressions. Right. I feel like that's my niche. If I was going to be an impressionist, I'd be the bad bad impressionist. (laughs) (laughs) You're the ventriloquist. Dude, I've seen some people. (laughs) I've seen some people do some pretty terrible impressions. (laughs) Yeah. Like unnamed comedian. Oh, Jesus Christ. Christ. Um, (laughs) I'm trying to. He the only impression he does is um the murderous psychopathic doll Chucky because that's what his voice sounds like. Mm -hmm. Um, but um, no, I saw one guy try to do sixty impressions in a three minute set. Oh yeah, and. I think he I saw was this only at... even like mm-hmm. close on like two or three of yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. I think I was there. And a lot of them were like Looney Tunes characters. And it was like, dude, those, <laughs> those <laughs> impressions have been run into the fucking ground. And like, you're not even saying a joke. You're just saying, I taught, I taught a putty tat. And yeah. it's like, I think also, um, how do you even think this registers as comedy? <laughs> if you want to feel also really bad, I think that guy was on the spectrum. Oh, so I feel like now you're just making fun of an autistic person that was. Well, so am I. So I'm just, I'm just, that's friendly fire, Daryl. I'm allowed to do that. Right. Get your autistic ass off the stage. It's called fratricide. <laughs> yeah, Fucking we... Rain Man. Jesus Christ. <laughs> we can make fun of our own. Yeah. That's a, that's a little FUBU action there. You know, that's just. <laughs> I'm so on the spectrum. I didn't even realize he was on the spectrum. So there you go. <laughs> I think my favorite part of this episode was how they kept describing their friends to different people like oh that was so hilarious that running gag (laughs) right because they keep telling uh the the ticket takers yeah the melon head got Mm -hmm. a face like a frying pan (laughs) 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 yeah like a horse tooth faced yeah i love doing that with coworkers. Mm -hmm. (laughs) someone's like hey is like oh you mean the guy with the uh (laughs) (laughs) the guy with the club foot (laughs) (laughs) the guy that the guy that hates his wife. 
the guy looks like if you set a um, Raggedy Ann doll on fire. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that guy, that guy. <laughs> uh, the guy that looks like more autistic. Unnamed comedian. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus this is Christ, man. <laughs> uh, not even unnamed comedian deserves this, Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, we also uh, have uh, Elaine starting to save seats in the uh, movie theater. And uh, at first she didn't want to save the seats, but now she's like kind of into the saving the seats. Mm-hmm. And um, we cut back to Pat. Uh, talking to uh, Jerry about needing a coat. Yeah. <laughs> I want you to store my trench coat for me just for a couple of months. So weird. I don't understand this at all. Like, how much does a how much space does a trench coat take up? <laughs> You'd be surprised, Daryl. As a trench coat connoisseur, <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> yeah. Well... As someone who was bullied in high school, I can tell you... <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you about the first London fog that I received when I was 12. <laughs> but I feel like, yeah, this is just another classic Pat Buckles just being an idiot. Yeah. And then we have uh, George and Elaine kind of playing this weird, like, uh, musical chairs where they're, like, going back and forth. Yeah. Figuring out um, whether or not, like, where are they? Who's the seats? Where are the seats? Yeah, someone's talking behind Elaine. So then she walks out to get her snacks, and uh, George comes in, and he has to give away uh, either Kramer or Jerry's ticket to get back into the theater. Well, these are all problems that we we did deal with before cell phones. Definitely, mm-hmm. you know, I felt like you would have to have like you have to like write in like a like a dead phone or a lost phone mm-hmm. to make this episode work the same way. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course, this is clearly yeah another. There's a lot of not all, not every episode, but there's a lot of episodes where you're like, this would have all been taken care of with a cell phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, clearly, yeah, they didn't have them. But um, they have this weird exchange. Also, Elaine with the popcorn lady, where it's like, I think this is a '90s thing too, where it's like, there's no more small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> it's yeah. just medium, it's right when they large, and jumbo. I I have a very personal vendetta because my first job. Uh, was at a Cold Stone, and their sizes are like it, love it, and gotta have it. And so I, oh I just have a hatred of any, uh, you know, branded sizing. <laughs> like, like it, love it, and gotta. I have know. It. I'm like, <laughs> and then like there were people that would come in and they'd be like, "I'll take a like it," and it's like I fucking hate your guts, dude. I just. <laughs> I want to. You can't just say small. I know. <laughs> small, medium, and large always worked, and it still works. And if you go into Starbucks and you ask for a small, they're not going to get fucking confused. <laughs> they're going to know what you're talking about. <laughs> they're going to be like, you mean a gotta have it? And you're like, no, a large. And they're like, you mean gotta have it? <laughs> I'll be like, I will take my ice cream business elsewhere. Thank you very much. This is not <laughs> worth it to me. <laughs> Was that the only thing that they renamed? Oh, they had. Was there anything else? Well, they had. They had all their like uh, cutesy names, where it was like uh, Cookie Minster, you know, and like all that type of, uh, you know, Strawberry <laughs> Blondie, and like you know, just like corny right. ice cream crap names like that. So, yeah, I can understand that. Like the moons over Mayhem. Yeah, but in ice cream flavor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And, you know, 
And then you'd have like kids come in and they'd uh they'd want you to like sing for the tips, but they'd have like they'd have a pocket full of pennies. Ugh. And so they'd just no. keep dropping the pennies in. And like Whoa, you had to do a new song for every penny? Y- yeah. yeah, you ju- you just do tip tip hooray, tip tip hooray, tip tip hooray. Ugh. And like it got to the point where like eight year old kids who had come in there to torment you would get bored of it after like <laughs> three or four minutes. <laughs> Because they were just like, ah, oh, I just, I just can't watch a man lose his will to live. This is, this isn't funny at all. After the like the fifth or sixth time, you're just like tip tip parade. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need, I don't need your seven extra cents, little Johnny. This is not worth it to lose my yeah, split dignity. Seven ways. Yeah. <laughs> so. I also like the idea of when George is hanging out with the ticket stub guy, he's always clearly like, I need to see the ticket stub. I need to see the ticket stub. But when Kramer shows up, he's automatically like, oh, yeah, you could go in. (laughs) He doesn't even ask for the ticket stub or anything. (laughs) I hated going to the movie theater with, like, a big group of friends. Mm -hmm. Because I felt like it would be, like, me – and my girlfriend would like pay for our tickets, and then like we'd have seven friends that wanted to scheme their way in. Yes, yes. And it was just like I gotta do what? You want me to go walk around where and open up right. what door? Right, like, right. Can you just pay so we can? I gotta go give you the ticket stub in the bathroom, and then yeah. take my girlfriend's and use that one. It was for like the me. Knott's Berry Farm like stamp transfer. Is this about a movie you saw in in Aurora, Colorado, or something? I or? remember walking uh, the last time I went to a movie theater uh, afterwards. Uh, we went and saw one movie, and then we were like, hey, let's go sneak into another movie. And uh, Usher totally saw us do it, and you could tell that he was about to like go like, hey, you can't. Uh-huh. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he totally was just like, I don't give a fuck. They don't pay me enough to tell that person that they can't see this movie. It's like, I got to go work my second job at Denny's. I don't have time for this shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But uh, yes, we we get uh, Jerry also now going into a never taxi, and this other taxi driver is now like, "Hey, I don't have gas. I need a cigarette. Yeah, let me just uh, you know pull over and do these things while uh, you're busy wanting me to not do that and take you somewhere." Yeah, I mean, it feels really uncool. Um, so it and it actually winds up costing Jerry his spot at the place that he was originally at, which he left because they of couldn't course. get him on soon enough. Uh and who do you think gets his spot but Pat fucking Buckles. Yeah. <laughs> and then of course I wanted to see a full Pat Buckles set. <laughs> no like, shit. Just, like... just his sad ramblings, <laughs> but like, like there's canned laughter underneath like, oh we lived next door to a fish factory. <laughs> You know, like I would love to to see if like he did do like you know pretty hack stuff like the athlete's foot, but then he goes into some really like dark like you know Mark Marin shit or something. I don't know where I'm gonna <laughs> store my trench coat. Yeah. I think this could be the end for me. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh man, this guy's gotta go to some therapy. <laughs> um, but that's the thing, though. I feel like at this point in time that like even his. His, I feel like that was standard, like mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. kind of that hack stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think a lot of '80s, definitely late, like early '90s stuff, was like that, where it's like you know, take my wife, please, and shit like that. <laughs> mm, mm, for sure. And you know, women be shopping. 
I do. I do a little bit. I have, do a little. I have some battle axe bits. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> I think now it is like you know, it's talking about the internet. It's talking about dating. Like those are now the like the hack stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I talk about the specific things in my relationship. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, I don't know why it ends up being like kind of my better stuff. It's just I don't know because I think maybe it feels more real. Like <laughs> I think uh, dating and like relationship stuff can always be relatable to a lot of audiences. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if it's not a story that has happened to them per se, they can always be like, "Oh yeah, I could see my wife doing that though." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then we also have George going to see uh, Rochelle, Rochelle, and Buckles and Jerry decide that they're uh, going to see Rochelle, Rochelle because uh, oh right, while uh, Jerry was in one of the theaters earlier, he caught. He caught a preview for Rochelle, yeah, Rochelle, mm-hmm. and he was he like, trips up the step. That was a preview. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, "Oh, I'm definitely going to see some nip in that movie." Hello. In the movie uh, Checkmate Two, uh, we get a nice little cameo from Larry David. So uh, that's two episodes that we hear him off screen. <laughs> he loves to do those off screen roles. Did you get the impression that the movie Checkmate didn't have like an actual plot or characters, but it was just like a person learning how to play chess. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It could be like, you know, maybe uh, Seinfeld, they guessed uh, Queen's Gambit before Queen's Gambit came out. <laughs> before the birth of Anya Taylor-Joy, they... <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, Checkmate had to walk before Queen's Gambit ran. <laughs> so true, so true. We also have, uh, yeah, so they basically are all now like slowly falling into the uh, Rochelle Rochelle audience and then they all see each other and uh when Kramer snuck in without a ticket he took Elaine's seat now Uh Elaine can't get back to her seat but she left her jacket in the seat right so she tells the ticker ticket taper and he's like well you can go in and watch Rochelle Rochelle and just wait until this movie is out right she's like I guess I could look at someone else's nips for a while. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I remember looking at the audience and it being all men, too. Mm-hmm, like they were mm-hmm. all just. Oh, right. Creep. A tall guy sits in front of George, you know? Yeah. Just like yeah, Kareem yeah. Abdul Jabbar sits in front of George. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty wild. It's kind of an interesting little, uh, you know, wrap up to the episode because uh, obviously you're, they eventually have to meet each other. Um, right. And yeah, they all like go like, "Hey, this movie's uh, not that good. Let's get out of here." <laughs> yeah, so they walk out right when uh, right when Kramer's coming out, and Kramer's mm-hmm. <laughs> Kramer's wearing Elaine's jacket, which <laughs> yeah doesn't even feel physically possible. Yeah, <laughs> you would think that he would have known it was Elaine's jacket to begin with. Like you know, he saw her <laughs> like twenty minutes before he put it on. Yeah, right. <laughs> Right, like if I saw you wearing a jacket and then 20 minutes later I see it in a movie theater that we're supposed to hang out in, I'd be like, oh yeah, that's Zach's jacket. <laughs> right, yeah. But I mean, I, I don't know, D- doesn't he also like feel that the jacket is like six sizes too small for him? Yeah, right. <laughs> it's a petite lady's jacket, yeah. But it is a winter coat, I guess. I mean, maybe it could have... But he wasn't even wearing it. He just like kind of put it over his shoulders, like you know, Don Magic One. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So then uh, they all are hanging out in the lobby, and uh, I guess that's pretty much where we uh, end it. And then George is basically George and saying, "Hey, I need all the money from you guys." Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, Kramer, Stander, Stander jacket, and from you know the hot dog mustard. Yes, and then we have Kramer. some stand up um, at the end where he's uh, talking about some movie plot and how it's always confusing and how he's always at the end of going, "Hey, who killed that guy? Why was he shot?" Oh yeah, yeah. clarifying yeah. stuff, yeah. but in a whisper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess yeah. it kind of works. I don't know if it's a, a great bit, but I I kind of see the premise. Yeah, I think it's it's not one of my favorites. No, I mean, I don't know. I I feel like there's a lot of times when I'm watching like because like there's just so many fucking Marvel movies that come out now, you know, mm. where I'm like, wait, who's who's this dude again? <laughs> with, right, right. With the sunglasses. Wait, what? But it's not Samuel L. Jackson? Wait, why? <laughs> you know, and Yeah, and then there's always one guy that's like, Oh, that's fucking game card. You don't know who that is? He was yeah. in that one issue of Fantastic Four. And you're like, What the f okay, who gives a fuck? Yeah, I felt like that nerd when uh, I was explaining to someone like the what the Celestials and the Eternals were. Mm-hmm. And I got like yeah. incredibly specific where I like in in the moment I'm like Oh god! Like I can see this person getting bored. They don't care. But I'm already. There are 18 more minutes to this explanation. Oh god! <laughs> Even myself describing it and getting bored. Yeah, I, I... I'm gonna go give myself a wedgie. I'll be right back. <laughs> uh, well, to know Eternals is to know this Avengers comic, and if you don't know that, then. Get ready to know a lot of other stuff you don't want. Yeah. yeah. I definitely like the idea of, it's kind of confusing too. Like, I was that way with like Tenant when I saw uh, that Chris Nolan film. Uh-huh. As soon as I finished that movie, I was like, what was all of that? Wait, what? Wait, what? Yeah, I had to go read up and figure out what I watched. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. <laughs> And even when I looked at the reviews and looked at a bunch of stuff online, I was still like, I don't get it. That doesn't make sense. (laughs) But a good episode nonetheless, guys. But with that said, uh, Russell, what do you think is the better of the two this week? Uh, Which one do you like more? I got to go with the pick. Yeah. I gotta yeah. go with the pick. Yeah, I'm gonna say that too. I see that the, the the movie theater one was fun because they like took all of the weird interactions you have in the movie theater mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and kind of put it into one thing. Yes, I'm like ah, they mm-hmm. got like kind of all the the awkward things that happen at a movie theater into one, and it was fun. But uh, yeah, man, the, I think the pick's iconic for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I do think a lot of people uh, would remember the pick more, but if you, I mean this. This episode, though, uh, with the movie is not a bad one. I think it's also kind of like the Chinese restaurant where it's like, yeah, I wouldn't say it's a bottle episode, but I I like these episodes that kind of like like the parking space That's, or like, yeah. the, I mean, the parking garage. Th- those were the two that leapt to my mind where it was like oh, yeah. the, the yeah. setting, you know, or um or the train where they're all on the different subways. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, the subway. Where uh, it's just kind of like, these are all the things that you encounter in this environment. But the the weird little thing about all those episodes is that a lot of times you see, like, there's misadventure. And, like, the, the humor right. comes from, like, the characters, um, you know, just missing each other. Or, you know, misunderstanding right. things. Yeah, this is almost kind of like French farce. Yeah. Mm. I do like the pick uh, for the uh, the guest star too. I like uh, the Calvin Klein character. Yeah, I, I'm not a big Susan fan, but also, I mean, I guess it's <laughs> it's kind of cool that Susan is in this episode. Yeah, 
or the the previous one with the pig. It's good to see her upright and breathing. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say, um, you know, the the movie is uh, kind of like I'd say it's better than most of season two. Oh yeah, no, it's. I mean, they're both funny episodes, and I laughed a lot while watching both of these but i just think the pick has more interaction between the characters whereas the movie has them all sort of like getting separated mm-hmm. right and you don't you don't really get to see a lot of like the scheming and the wheeling and dealing that goes on between them which the pick has in spades so uh the other question we always ask our guest russell is uh what do you think is particularly sponge worthy in your life right now sponge worthy yep mm-hmm. uh that's the yeah okay okay i i get the reference um what is sponge worthy in my life right now isn't usually who it can be anything. Oh yeah. Be, if you want to go there, it can be a person there. in your life. It can be, uh, you know, just something that's special that's going on. Uh, well, I guess. Um, not, I like. All okay, right. So I guess my, my girlfriend would qualify as being sponge worthy yeah. right now because uh, I still am looking for a job. So she is paying the bills. Nice. <laughs> so oh yeah. I have nice. a, She's the breadwinner. I guess that would make her uh, sponge worthy. Yeah, yeah, she's very sponge worthy. Yeah. Right now, I'm a stay at home boyfriend. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Don't get her pregnant, whatever you do. <laughs> you should be using sponges. Yes. Uh, at this point, I'm like, I could be a really good stay at home dad. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're going to like. Good housekeeper. Are you the. Like, do you make the, the food and do you, like, you know. I can't. Clean she does the- most of the cooking because she enjoys it, mm. but I do all the, the cleaning. Well, that's at least one step that's good. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Uh, man, but if you're having her doing all the cooking and all the uh, bread winning, man. Yeah. Put a ring on that. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I'll let her know. I'm like, hey, babe, you want to, you know. You got to start you saving up a, for a ring so that I can propose to you. Yeah. Have her buy her you know, own if ring. If you claim more, you would definitely be a keeper. Yeah. If you, if you paid the bills, cooked and cleaned. Yep. Yep. I, Just tell her to set aside three months of salary so you can buy her a nice ring. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's the least she could do. Yeah, seriously. Daryl, what's sponge worthy in your life? Hmm. Uh, well, at the time of this recording, I just got back from Texas, which was fun. Um, got to see some family. Haven't seen in a while. Um, other than that, did some comedy out there a little bit, too. That was tight. Mm-hmm. Other than that, yep. Family guys, you love to see them, and you love to see them leave. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, that's funny. That's funny. Zach, what about you? Um, you know, uh, first Christmas with, uh, with a little one. So, oh, yeah. uh, that was pretty cool. Uh, was Santa good to her? Or? Yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> Baby's first coal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to sound, <laughs> this is going to sound really bad. We, um, she's, she's fucking not even one years old yet. So she's not, she's not going to remember this Christmas. No, she ain't. And like, we live in a small apartment, so. We knew she was going to get a ton of stuff, and we were like, "Are we going to buy her anything? Are we going <laughs> to?" So, right, like, we, we don't have to buy her anything, but other people can. We, yeah, we we got her jack shit. Uh, nice, so nice. You want to know what you get for Christmas? You get to live for another week. That's what we told her. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You get to live under our house and be taken care of. And she said, "Bah!" 
and it was very cute. <laughs> um, and, <laughs> and she lifted her tiny middle finger. Yep. <laughs> oh, the, dialed CPS. She does that. She points. Yeah, she points, and yeah. she says, "You're a monster, Daddy." Um, <laughs> no, no. So yeah, we got her some cool stuff. She got like um, she got some stuffed animals. Uh, she got a mm-hmm. she got a big beanbag chair that she's absolutely crazy about it's like a big smiley face beanbag chair and she just throws her body into it like a fucking maniac it's great so yeah yeah christmas is going to be cool again now that there are kids in my family again we've had adult christmases for like 15 years running and it it sucks right yeah Yeah, nothing fun uh this was another great episode russell thank you for coming on this week and hanging out with us yeah seriously thanks so much um throw out that social media again all right, it is uh, Rusty Eels on Instagram. It's the only place you can really find me. Okay, awesome, awesome guys. You know what to do with podcasts, of course. Yeah, just follow us on the show notes. And until next week, we urge you to keep it sponge worthy. What's the deal with unnamed comedian? You would think that he would be a great comic, but also his name is unnamed comedian. What's the deal with athlete's foot? They say you don't have to be an athlete to get it, but how did I get it on my dick? What's the deal with nip slips? I've always slipped my nip, and it's also put me in the hospital. What's the deal with nostril penetration? If Moses was a picker, then how come they don't have it on Pornhub yet? What's the deal with Calvin Klein ads? If I wanted to see a half-naked man standing in his underwear, I would just go to my dad's house. What's the deal with movie popcorn? Why is it so big? Am I supposed to use it as a bedpan after? 